0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy.
1: And I'm Val.
0: And today we are going to have a close-up free episode. I won't do it again, all right? Last week, if you watched, (laughs) we did a couple of close-ups. We won't be doing it anymore. You got in trouble. (laughs) I was trying something new. It didn't work, so we're just going to move forward can't be afraid to fail, Tracy. You've got to be All an right. innovator. Dude, <laughs> well, I, I absolutely... I, I don't agree. know how innovative it was. It's I, it's a built-in feature of StreamYard, so I don't know that I was innovating a whole lot. I'm
2: trying to give you an out here.
0: No, I appreciate it. Looks.
2: There I, we go. Let's do I this can... also.
0: Oh, see, that's perfect. <laughs> Make
2: Val big. We'll be off to the side.
0: Seems, seems fair. <laughs> Not so camera shy now, are you? Or we could do this one where it's the three of us side by side by side. Well, okay. Like Sorry, one. I'll
1: stop pushing buttons. Everybody's
0: everybody's dizzy now from all of our button pushing. All right, <laughs> we'll stop pushing the buttons now.
1: I feel like I feel like the lady in the car from um, Big when he's in there and he's just pushing all <laughs> yeah. the buttons, and then yeah. he gets in the car and she's yeah.
0: Um, it so, was for
1: context of what we're talking about.
0: There we go. Perfect. We are talking – this is our last body-swapping <laughs> aging movie, uh, and we are doing 17 again. It's been a wild is, ride. It, it has been a wild ride. We've we've gone big. We've had a Freaky Friday. We were 13 going on 30. Well, we had two Freaky Fridays, but we just – we'll talk about the one going forward. And then now we're all going to be 17 again. So here here we have a totally believable – 17-year-old uh, Chandler Bing played by Zach Efron. Uh, and then his whole life, uh, his basketball future, everything gets changed when he finds out his girlfriend is pregnant. Um, he does have that moment in the hall where he tells her that we're in this together. And I couldn't help but think of high school musical where he says we're all in this together and sings anyway. Uh, and then we flash, we fast forward a few years uh, they're getting a divorce because he's basically blamed that moment for what's held him back for his whole life. Uh, and a magical janitor gives him the opportunity to go back to be 17 again, but not in the past, but in the present uh, with his kids in the high school, uh, his going through his divorce proceedings, all of that. Uh, and he has to figure out what's really important to him. So that's what we're talking about. Zach Efron playing a younger Matthew, uh Perry, right? I get Matt LeBlanc and Matthew Perry mixed yeah, up but it's Perry. Matthew Perry. Yeah. Yes. Um
1: Yeah, except for that Matthew Perry is actually funny and Matt LeBlanc is not funny at all.
0: Oh, except I for totally... when he's
1: in friends, but outside of friends.
0: So not Joey, really funny. the character Joey is one of my favorites, but I have not seen anything else with Matt LeBlanc where I'm like, no, he's really good and funny. No, but everything that Matthew Perry has gone on to do, he's really really good. He's really good. The rest of it may not be good, but he's always really, really good. All
1: right. So one of the reasons why I really like this movie, and I know I might be the biggest fan of this movie out of the three of us, is Mm -hmm. one, I really do love Zac Efron. I don't love him in a creepy way Mm -hmm. that um, when he was in High School Musical, I was like, oh, dreamy. No, because he was like a teenager in that movie, but he's actually not that much younger than me. But now I'm okay with it because I feel like we're both grown and it's okay. But Uh this was the first like real movie that he did. Because when he was doing High School Musical, he did like Hairspray. um, But he was still playing kind of the same character. He was a singer, dancer. You know, it was very over the top musical, kind of same Disney stuff. Um, And then he's in 17 again. And for me, for him to be in this movie... With these characters, because you have Leslie Mann, who you guys know, she is like one of my favorite comedic actresses ever. Mm -hmm. I love her. And then you have Matthew Perry. You have Thomas Lennon, who just steals every scene in this movie. Um, But Zac Efron holds his own comedically in this film. He doesn't have to sing. He doesn't have to dance, even though he does dance in the halftime performance, but for me, it may not be the best movie ever made, but I think what it did is it showed Hollywood that he was more than just this Disney star. Like you can give him some comedy, he can hit it on time and have it be believable. And I did believe that because his personality he got it so well that he was Matthew Perry's character because Matthew Perry's character is still this kind of dry comedy that he has in almost every movie that he's in. I love it, but he doesn't reach very far. No, he plays, have seen he plays him himself. He plays himself in like
0: every role mm-hmm. that he's in. Yeah. I feel like that is who Matthew Perry, I just really like it. And so that's why it always works for me because he's, I just really yeah. like his girl. No, I
1: like it just fine. He just doesn't, Yeah, he doesn't I reach, agree. but, I think for Zach Efron, he seriously reaches out of his regular pool. Now, there are parts of this movie that I think are totally stupid. But then there are parts in this movie I laugh my butt off. Um, and I mm-hmm. told Tracy, I said, you're going to watch this movie, Tracy, and you're going to hear things that you've heard before. Because That's I true. quote this movie quite often. Like... Peacocking is one of my favorite things in the world. If somebody is Mm -hmm. peacocking, I will call out their peacocking. Um, I have never, however, said, I think our babies just, or I think our hands just made a baby. I have never (laughs) said that in my life, but it also was one of my
0: um, favorite quotes. It should never be repeated. (laughs) It should never be repeated in seriousness because it's just ridiculous, (laughs) but it was so perfect in the movie. Thomas Lennon, if you're not familiar with his work, you, you can see oh him in Reno in Um, he's, he's in this film. Uh, but he plays the same kind of quirky, kind of funny character so often. And he is so brilliant. And in this film, you're right, Val. He steals every scene that he's in. And his relationship with the principal is just hilarious. As he's trying to buy her off with a school bus, offering to buy laptops for the kids, whatever it takes to get her to go out with him. Uh, it, it's just brilliant and he and really just all plays I it needed so well. to
1: speak was elvin he he didn't even know like he didn't that. When need they, to offer her all of. he just wanted totally to be you, the nerdy self
0: well when he's apologizing for being a nerd it, it was such a great move, moment and he's like i mean all i've got is a quarter staff of from gandalf the grave from the two towers and i'm like wait he was gandalf the white in the two towers like that's what's going through my head and then when she calls him on it and she says That's pretty interesting since Gandalf the gray wasn't in two towers. It was Gandalf the white. I'm like, she's a nerd too. And it was so great. And they start speaking Elvish. It was fantastic. It was just so stupid, but so entertaining. And I just loved it, which is how I feel about a lot of this movie is there's a lot of it where I feel like, okay, it's not, it's not super great, but it is, and it's fun and it's entertaining.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 going to be the the yeah I did. The bad guy here. It didn't work for me. I like Tom Lennon. I think he's a great comedian. I've heard his stand up. Um, I have I will admit I have never seen an episode of Friends all the way through. I've seen clips, but I've never even seen one episode. And Matthew Perry just doesn't really work for me. Zach Efron was okay. Um, I love Leslie Mann. I thought she was great, but there were so many. I think a lot of it was the script. I didn't think the script was, was nearly as good as 13 going on 30. And some of the directorial choices that were made were just driving me up the wall because it kept taking me out of the movie. Like I never really believed these characters, whereas Mm -hmm. I did in big and I did in 13 going on 30 and parts of freaky Friday. This one just did not work for me at all.
0: Yeah. Well, I, and I can see what you're saying there because there definitely were parts where, um, this, this one more, we talked last week and you mentioned that you like 13 going on 30 because it was believable. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, as believable as one of these movies can be. Right. Uh, and I think big is the same way. Like it's believable, but this one I felt like was just a little bit more over the top than the others uh-huh. that we've talked about in this little mm-hmm. series that we've done. Um, and like, like, even going so far out of their way to explain the, the magic, but not really like it, you know, it's tied to the janitor who shows up because I mean, obviously some weird bearded janitor, you know, he's going to be weird like that. And I, I, can, I can see what you're saying. There were definitely moments that kind of pulled me out of the film. Um, but, but again, I will say that what saved it for me was Jim Gaffigan's performance as the basketball coach, where we're talking the the second in a row about a movie starring Jim Gaffigan. So starring again, I, I'm going to say starring, but we hopefully know that I'm joking because he if he was such a small role. Well, but he had a I, much I really, a much bigger role in this one. He totally did, but apparently, like as much as he loved, uh, Mike, right, Mike, uh whatever his last name was. It wasn't Gold, but that's what he went by uh, as the 17 year old. But as much as he loved him when he the first time around, he didn't recognize him at all the second time around. Like, oh man, this guy's got the same shot, the same layup, the same haircut, the same face. Like, none of that was ringing a bell to him. I just think that that was a little bit interesting to me. But anyway, yeah. he was great as the basketball coach. You don't recognize him right off the bat because his hair's a little bit darker. But the minute he starts talking, you're like, yep, that's definitely him.
2: <laughs> and I, I I like Zac Efron. Um, <laughs> I I'm I haven't seen a lot of his movies. I saw him in The Greatest Showman. Um, I saw him in this, um, he is, he, oh, and Hairspray. I've seen Hairspray. Um, but he's not a, I don't know. I don't think he has the ability to carry a film. I felt like they put a little bit too much on him for this role. Um, but I got, I mean, the kid's talented. He can sing, he can dance, he can act, he's handsome. Um, and they did not have to do any cutaways for his basketball shots. And I thought that was great. Like it was showing Mm -hmm. that that was all happening in frame. So
1: we had a lot of practice. That's all he did for high school musical was play basketball. So, I mean, you know, that's one reason why he got that. But if the thing about Zac Efron is, yeah, everybody really does know him for, you know, these singing things, or if you have seen the new Baywatch movie or whatever, but he really has been in um, some really good roles outside of that. So I would say if you don't have Zac Efron on your, Um, I guess, you know, on your gamut of people that you watch, Um, try and watch some other things that he's in. He's in um, that extremely wicked, um, shockingly evil, and vile um, Ted Bundy movie as Ted Bundy. Um, It wasn't Mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies, but I did think that he did very well. I also am totally addicted to the TV series Human Discoveries, Um, If you haven't watched any of that yet, um, then you should definitely uh, check that out. But yeah, The Greatest Showman, I thought he did fine. Baywatch, I thought he did fine as well. But this movie for me, I think because it was such a big jump, was so because he was this, and maybe it's because I was working for Disney at the time. And so like out of this movie, I was both out of Disney. He was out of Disney when, you know, this came out. We were both kind of on the back Side of being in you know Disney at this point, and it was so great to see him like do adult things. You know, he didn't have to play like he's playing a kid, but it's not, he's playing an adult being a kid. And for me, it would just this movie reminded me of me hanging out with all my stupid friends. Like, we stay, stay stupid crap to each other, we we call each other on stuff all the time. So, for me, it was more like a buddy film than it was anything else and i do think it meant to be over the top i mean come on like your best friend is now going to be your dad he changes his Mm -hmm. outfit every time he goes to the school like he's dressed up as a cowboy one day he's got this like bling butt jeans on and you know something another day and he's got all this money like this is an over-the-top movie i don't think it's meant to be anything but comedy but at the same time as I'm watching it with my daughter, it does appeal more to her than it does for me. I don't think it was meant for us in a way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For oh, me, yeah. I liked the adult jokes that she didn't really she really didn't get the adult jokes, but the party scene that they were at was way more of something that her generation would be at than mine. Um, the way that he's calling out his daughter when she falls in love with him and he's like yes. trying to get out of that, that situation. Um, you know, there were some some parts that I me and my daughter related to in very different ways um, in this film, because I think my friends and I are the older version of you know, of Matthew Perry and his best friend and her friends right. are the younger version of Matthew <laughs> Perry or, you know Zach Efron and them. So I I do think that it's super fun. Um but again Leslie Mann, I really think out of anything, if you get anything out of this movie like Leslie Mann, who plays um, his wife, um mm-hmm. has these little um intricate moments in the film that are that are funny. Um, But I also think that her and Thomas Lennon like make the film. I think if you were, that's how, you know, the movie wasn't as great as it could be, because if you remove two of those two characters from the film, I don't think it would have worked Mm -hmm. at all.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think if you had removed or replaced some of the other actors, it's still, the film would have been fine. But I think those two really do make, make the movie uh, yeah. as enjoyable as it is. And I, I, I know I'm not as big a fan as you are Val, but I really still like this movie. It's fine for me. I do. There's nothing wrong with it. Even being over the top either, because if it knows that it's over the top and it's just pushing that, then that's totally fine with me. I don't like something that's over the top because they don't realize that it's over the top and they think that it's serious and fine. But I think you're right. This is over the top on purpose. <laughs> I mean, his house, his house is ridiculous. Yeah. His bed is Thomas Mann's bed, the the uh sans yeah, sans is just awesome. But of course, like even I, I don't know. Are there maybe there's super rich geeky men out there that have that as a grown up. I don't know. But it's not gonna be common and uh I think you're supposed to realize that he uh it is over the top. I do love the scene, though, where he there's a lot of scenes in this movie that I feel called back to other classic movies that involve time travel and body swapping and things like that. Like when he shows up in his house and he's a kid again, it's very reminiscent of the scene in Big where he goes back to his house and his mom or when he's in the house and his mom's freaking out because there's a stranger in the house and she thinks that they're being robbed. It's it's very reminiscent. She grabs a knife. He happens to have ten yeah. swords around his house where he's chasing him around and and things like that. But I felt like that was very similar. Yeah. That. And then the scene with his daughter to me reminded me a lot of uh, Marty McFly yes. with his mom in Back to the Future in the original Yeah. Movie, Back to where the Future. Only for him. Yeah. Uh, and of course, he knows that that can't work, obviously. And so. Um, So there were a lot of things in here that called back to some of my favorite movies and I felt like they were done intentionally and that made it even more entertaining for me. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think all of the characters were a little, they go a little past like what a normal person would be like. Um, Excuse me. The coach, you know, not remembering who he is. One, like if you're a coach for that many years, you're not going to remember every kid, but you're really not going to remember your star player. Like to me, that just shows like how complacent they've made this character, which again, he's just, he's all into really himself than the kids. Um, And then you've got this principal, you know, who is just a little more bougie than any high school principal I've ever met. And I have met some really amazing principals at high schools. I'm just saying like, she's super bougie for, you know, mm-hmm. a high school principal. And then you've got this millionaire guy that really is just living in a house that you could buy at daybreak for like $500,000, but he's like this big millionaire billionaire, you know? So they, yeah, they do have him in a big house, but it's not really as big as if, he had all of that money. You know what I mean? Like, right. so it is, there's all these weird things that don't quite match up, but I love that it doesn't match. Like that's one yeah. of my favorite things about this movie because this movie is ridiculous. If you go into this movie thinking it's going to be anything other than ridiculous, then you're probably not going to enjoy it. But that's what also why, yeah. like I loved Baywatch. It's an awful movie. The new Baywatch movie with Zac Efron and the rock in it. Like it's not good, but it's so good at the same time because it's,
0: that funny awful yeah um but but there are some great moments though i love when he takes when they go to sign him up for school and he's dressed with the hat and we've got a picture of it that's our (laughs) our background and our thumbnail here and and thomas man's character says to him something about or ned is his name right in the movie ned says something to him about well you know at least i'm not dressed up like a douchebag and he was like I'm not I'm not and then somebody walks by douchebag <laughs> You're like what a douchebag or whatever and he's like oh man because he's like yeah I got he this, looks like, I got this he looks like Kevin Federline <laughs> 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 no one should ever base any decision ever on Kevin Federline how he dresses anything that he would do like if you're going to have a bracelet that says it WWKFD it's hopefully so you're choosing the opposite what would Kevin Federline do and then do the opposite <laughs> But he doesn't know. He's trying K-Fed. to be cool. K-Fed. K-Fed. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure there's a whole generation of kids that are listening to our show saying who's Kevin Federline what? because he had like 15 minutes who's in the spotlight K-Fed and that was yeah. it. Yeah, who's who's this K-Fed guy? The
1: best thing that he's ever created, the best thing he's ever created are his two kids with Britney Spears. Like that's really those kids are adorable.
0: Um yeah. but
1: other than that, I think that Nothing
0: yeah. much, nothing yeah. much going on there but but yeah I, I like this movie. I love Ned's character probably the most. he's probably my favorite. Um, we had to do a double take when they cut to the future and he's living in his house and uh, after they had done like the basketball picture scene where he'd gotten the atomic wedgie and everything and um, then when he's sitting there eating breakfast, my wife and I are both like, wait, does he have pointy ears on? Is he wearing pointy ears? And he totally was. And like, no, for no other reason than he's rich and he was eating breakfast and he wanted to put on his pointy ears. Like you have, to admire, I can do. Yeah, you have to admire someone that's so comfortable with who they are at this point in their life that they're like, this is who I am. I have a sand speeder bed. I, I have, have Captain Crunch. And I'm, I've got pointy ears on. It's fine.
1: This is also one of those things that doesn't work for me when you really think about it is so Leslie Mann's character, his wife, right? So she's wanted to like redo the backyard. She feels like she also put off her life, you know, to be married and have kids, but she sees it in a way of, it didn't hold her back, but she's always wanted to be like something of her own other than a mom and a wife. So she redoes their backyard into this amazing like backyard. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at that because I have had to like get bids for that. How much money did these people make? Because that yeah. backyard is like a $10,000 backyard. Yeah. So yeah. like,
0: it's, cool. it's the
1: and that takes the, more than a couple of weeks to do yeah
0: <laughs> it's, it's the house hunters international mentality right like if you've ever watched house hunters international or even just regular house hunters they're like yeah i'm an influencer in la and uh she you know she works with i, I don't know something ridiculous like she does crafts or something like not anything ridiculous about doing crafts but like for a living right and they're like, yeah our right. budget is 1.5 million dollars i'm like How is that their budget for a house? I don't get it. And this is a similar thing. Like he's not even a regional sales manager, been at the same pharmaceutical company selling pharmaceuticals for 16 years. So he's not making a ton of money that way. I mean, enough to get by and how are they affording to put in this nice, super expensive backyard? I don't know. I mean, she did Mm -hmm. a lot of the work herself, I guess, but it still costs a lot of money to do that to your yard, even yeah. if you're doing all the like work all
1: of, Yeah. Yeah. So. so again, there are a lot of things that don't work when you look to make sense of this film, but I think that's the problem. Like, don't try to make sense of the film. Yeah. Just get in, watch it, enjoy all of the fun one liners and the bits, and then get out. Like it's kind of one of those. And just for me, I I respect it more because one, I I just when she says, are you peacocking? That made my life. Like, that made my life that line. Like, I, that was my favorite thing in the world, and I use it. But I think because it was a springboard for Zac Efron to go from here to yes. here. Um, and I respect the High School Musical movies. Like, that was my job for a long time, was to, to be in that world. And I respect what it did for the Disney channel original movies and what it did for these kids careers. And some of them went up like Zac Efron and some of them kind of just went out like, you know, a few other, but, um, but I do think this was a really good jumping point for him because whether I think people liked it or not, I think that Hollywood took notice that, okay, he's more than just this little kid basketball, you know, Disney channel movie. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, and I think for that reason this movie is huge because um, it does put him in that new light of he can he can carry a movie that's not a Disney Channel original. And, and I would also agree that I think the High School Musical movies are a little bit higher quality even than most of the Disney Channel original movies, um, which is why I think they've been as successful as they are, and they've spawned musicals that are performed in high schools and series that are based on the musicals and series that are based on the series that are based on the musicals. I don't know what we're up to (laughs) now. I don't know. Um, I
1: also think this was um, a little jumping board for Leslie Mann as well, because, you know, she's been in a lot of her husband's movies. She's been kind of the sidekick, you know, girlfriend character, a long time Mm -hmm. and you know after this movie came out she started being you know in more movies where she carried more of the film um and Mm -hmm. i loved that because like this is 40 is with paul rudd is one of my Uh favorite movies um that she's ever done i love her in that movie the change up was okay but she was really great in it and that was all after you know 17 again Um, Knocked Mm -hmm. Up, she was, you know, in that movie, and it was really great, and of course, we wouldn't have This is 40 without Knocked Up, but you can tell, like, in all of these movies that she was in, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, 17 Again, um, The Change-Up, and This is 40, like, she's, like, a constant comedian, like, she, it doesn't, it's not like, well, she was really good in this one, but not in this one, like, she is very consistent um, with her acting and her, like, comedic ability, um, she's just brilliant to me. Like I'm in love mm-hmm. with her a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, she she is really, really good. And she's really good in this film. Um, the relationship between her and the Zac Efron character um, when he's 17 again is, is believable and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel weird. And it really yeah. should feel kind of weird, but they play it really well. Um, and so it, it doesn't and i think that that's that's impressive i think she does a great job in the role i i do feel like for me one of the big issues that i had not issues with the film but one of the things i didn't like about it i guess is as his 17 year old self he's spending all this time keeping his daughter away from the guy that she likes which obviously the guy was a jerk and we find that out and everything else <laughs> but he's also pushing his son to get together with the girl that he likes Even to the point when they're at the party, for example, he's excited and giving his son a thumbs up when he's going off by himself with the girl. But anytime his daughter is with her boyfriend, he's spraying him with a hose, he's throwing stuff at – like doing whatever he can to keep him apart. And I feel like this highlights a huge double standard in society Mm -hmm. that we have where when a a guy is – going off and kissing a girl and it's, it's your son it's like hey good job son way to go but when it's your daughter yeah. it's like let me go grab my shotgun Right? Yeah. you can't have that kind of double standard if, if and I'm not telling you what your standards should be for your kids just so that we're clear but what I am saying is you can't have one standard for your daughters and one standard for your sons you've got to 100% agree and, and so I struggled with that as a parent where I'm looking at it I'm like well if you're upset about your daughter over here you know your son can be just as responsible for knocking a girl up in high school as your daughter could be for getting knocked up. Yeah.
2: And, and like I said, I had not seen this film and I thought that they were just going with the stereotypical. She's breaking up with him. Yeah. And to have it where she's pregnant, I was like, Oh, okay. All right. That's a little, a little different, but I don't know. Just this again, the shot selection where he's like just sitting there dribbling the ball and it's in slow motion. And the music's playing and it's it, it just, so cheesy. it's so cheesy. And I, Come I, 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 I I'm all choice. for, I'm all for jumping into a movie and accepting it for what it is and enjoying it. This sure. one, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There, there were yeah, a definitely
2: of, cheesy moments.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, I think you're right. Tracy. There are, there are some shot selections and things, especially that do, tend to take you a little bit more out of the movie. Um, it, it was almost like the, the turn to the camera and wink or do a monologue to the camera.
2: It wasn't that bad, but it felt like that. It was like right on the verge of that to me.
0: But, but even that done correctly can That be can fun. work. Like yes. we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, Enola Holmes, and she does that quite a bit mm-hmm. in the film, and it works in the context, and it works in her particular case but it doesn't always work and sometimes when they do it it it's awful and so some of the things that they did in this may have worked at other times but for whatever reason i can see what you're saying where it it just doesn't work here
2: yeah it just and and it's it's i mean again i'm a 45 year old guy watching this for the first time this was not made for me
0: you are not the target audience i am
2: not the target audience for this film (laughs) but yeah it, it just
1: I do want to go back to, because you mentioned his son, um, the kid that plays his son in this movie, I thought did a great job. Um, and I do love how they made it so that he in high school was like this total ladies man. Everyone knew him. He was everyone's best friend, but then his son, Alex is like, he is not a ladies man. He is totally nerdy dorky. He doesn't know what to say to people and one of my favorite scenes is when he goes to talk to the girl and he's like um you your hair looks like my dog <laughs> she's yeah. like what it's like it's shiny and it's soft and it's special and we give my dog you know this food with flax in it and she's a sweetheart but she's dead and she's like so i look like your dead dog <laughs> yeah. you, you hit on a girl like it's just like i just well, love how like again he's this ladies' man But his son is not at all.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He catches his pants on fire at that point. He's like, I'm just going to. You're on fire. No. Really? No, like literally you're on fire. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And I think that that's all. I think that's something that we see in these types of movies where, you know, the whether it's Marty McFly going back in time to see his parents and finding out that his dad was a super big nerd. Uh, And and I think he knew that because his dad was a super big nerd in the (laughs) eighties, but Marty was so opposite of that. Um, And and then we see it again here with Alex, who is just the opposite of of who his dad is. Um, And I think, I think that's good. Um, But I struggled there too, because his solution was, well, you can make a great three-pointer, so let's just get you practicing for basketball so you can make the basketball team and become one of them instead of being beat up by by them.
1: But for me, I think that that's totally okay because his dad is the dad. He doesn't understand that this is not the world we live in. So if you had my dad go back to school right now, like it would be a shit show from what it was like when he went to school to now, And I think like, even right. if I went back to school with Sammy, you know, right now it would, we wouldn't know. But for him, that's how in, when it was his high school experience, that time period was, you have to be the cool guy. You have to play sports. You're going to get the girl. Like, this is what your life is going to be. And then he thought, okay, I didn't get He's like, my life is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm not a success. And during this movie, as he's trying to push his son to do all these things, he's realizing, oh, wait, I have everything I need. I have two great kids. Mm -hmm. I have a loving wife. You know, yeah, my job kind of sucks. But was I going to be a basketball star? Really? You know, like, was that really going to happen? And so he's trying to make his son relive his life, which I think a lot of parents do to their kids. I saw it all the time when I would teach dance. When I taught dance Mm -hmm. and singing and acting, like, and my daughter did pageants, it was a lot of parents trying to live what they didn't get to live through their kids. And luckily his son, like, you know, his daughter was more like him than his son. Like she was very outgoing. She wanted to be with all the guys where he was dating all the girls. But like you said, Jake, we don't want our daughters to be like we were, you know, it's okay for our sons, but I think it does show you what, how it, how much it has changed from when we were younger to kids now, you know. So it does, yeah. it does kind of show you that change.
0: Yeah, um, it's an interesting thing. Uh, you talk about a lot of times parents want or or do kind of live through their kids, and I think that that's a natural tendency that parents have, and I think kids have a natural tendency to want to emulate what their parents do at a young age. And I think where the challenge comes in is knowing when to like, okay, well now they're getting into their own thing. And so I have to support whatever their own thing is. Like I was thinking about this the other day. Um, My son, Ben cannot name any of the different sports. Like if he sees basketball on, he's like, Oh look, they're playing with the soccer ball. Like I have failed you in teaching you sports apparently, but When I was a kid, my dad was way into sports. So I got into the sports because that's what I saw my dad was into. And I wanted to emulate that. And then as I got into other things and wasn't as interested, that was still how my dad and I bonded. But what Ben can do is he can tell me all of the Avengers, all of their secret identities. He can tell me that Miles Morales is Peter Parker's friend and that they're both (laughs) Spider-Man. He's got a He-Man action figure, like all of this stuff where I realized Okay, am I forcing this on him? But I think as a four year old, he's just like, this is what my dad's into. So I'm going to be into it because I want to be like my dad. Mm-hmm. But somewhere down the line, he's going to hit an age where this is now what I'm into. And as a parent, it's like, okay, great. Now I'm not going to force any of it on you. I'm going to support you in what you like. And that's hard to do sometimes because we don't. My uh, number three that we've talked about before, who went with us to Toy Story 4, is way into Pokemon. I don't know anything about Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> You're about. But to. I know that that's what he's into, and so I try to take an interest in it. And it's really hard and outside of my comfort zone because I just don't know. And well, so that's the he's challenge. I you. think he he does all the time. <laughs> if I get him started, he will talk nonstop about Pokemon <laughs> for about two hours. <laughs> but, so but, yeah,
1: it's totally. I totally get that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so um, just, I don't know Go ahead, Val. Sorry. I keep interrupting. Right no, i was, getting ready to talk.
1: That's okay. I was, I was going to get us off topic for a minute, but I was just going to say, so Halloween, Halloween is this weekend. And mm-hmm. of course, like on Netflix and Amazon, they have like their whole section of like, you know, horror films and scary films and stuff like that. Are any of you, do you guys have a film or a movie that you try and watch like over the Halloween weekend? Like that's a tradition
2: or anything? not necessarily a tradition but I really like cabin in the woods that is just a really smart fun film and it's it's because uh, we've talked about this before I'm not a horror uh, fan I like more of the suspenseful and the um, mm-hmm. I like a ghost story that type of thing um, but cabin in the woods is like a it's kind of a, a mocking of the horror genre in a lot of ways it kind of flips it. Right, twist it, mm-hmm. and uh, that one I think is a really good one.
0: Yeah, we we typically nice. keep it. We keep it pretty family friendly. Um, usually, we'll watch um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corpse Bride is one that we we mm-hmm. watch quite a bit in our house. That was the first we make our kids watch it because that was the first one that my wife and I held hands while we watched that Aww. movie. So that's kind of our thing. But your um, hands didn't then, make babies. <laughs> well, maybe that's what happened. That that's but, how we got six of them. Um, it's true. We've only held hands six times. It's kind of weird. Um, but where, also, Monster House loves is this, another one. That,
1: this weekend?
0: Yeah, that's a good yes good point. Monster House is one that we like. And then one that my wife and I will enjoy after the kids go to bed, not because it's scary, but just because it's black and white and boring for them, is the old arsenic and old lace. Oh, yeah. Which is a favorite of ours that we like. Quite a bit, so. Is that Gregory Peck, yeah. oh, Cary Grant.
2: Cary Grant. Oh, I always think it's Cary, Gregory Peck. Cary Grant. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah. One that's kind of an untraditional that I was uh, caught on parts of yesterday um, while I was I was napping um, from my run. But um, Book of Life is really good. Yeah. The little animated film. That one is really quite clever. Yeah. Kind of a day of the dead ty- Coco type.
1: Yeah. What, I what love about Coco. you. I'm probably, I'm probably gonna have to watch Coco sometime this week. I'm I'm like you. I'm not a huge horror genre, but I love suspense. Um, I did recently watch the invisible man um and I thought it was great. Um, see that. and then I I started watching um evil um mm. that has, has uh the guy from from lost. Oh my gosh, my brain just no, it has... Uh, well, he might be in there, but I'm, the main guy is the guy from uh, Marvel series on Netflix. Luke Cage, um, Luke Cage is in it. And yeah. uh, so it's a series, and it's super smart, but it is... It, it's it's religious, not... It's not too in-your-face, but I love more of like... I like the idea of the Exorcist movie, but it's just too scary and too like, vomity for me. But I... <laughs> like, I <laughs> I really liked um, I really like those movies that are about kind of is our you know evil spirits true or is it us or is it? So it's kind of one of those. and so' I'm, I'm two episodes in and I'm not quite sure how I feel about it yet. Um, there's a devil or a spirit or an evil in that movie that looks like a, a white Walker. Um, if mm-hmm. the White Walker was a devil, and he's kind of funny, and his name's Gary, so I don't know if he's supposed to be funny, but I think he's funny. So again, it's all new, but I think I might finish watching that, and probably Coco. Um, Monster House is too scary for me. Um, I can't watch really? that very often. Yeah, my my daughter mm-hmm. loves it, but to me, it's it freaks me out.
2: Did you watch Y Manor or Haunting of Hill House? No. Oh, because I want to sleep. Manor is, I'll Manor have to, is less
1: intense. I'll have to I think when I have somebody with me.
2: Okay. I, I think you'd be okay with Bly Manor. It's more of a, a gothic romance, for sure. It's a. I mean, it's a ghost story, but it's a love story. Hill House is more intense, okay. but I, I loved both of them. Okay. Yeah. We'll
0: see. Tracy's almost convinced me that I should check him out. That's how I much think he you'd loves be okay it.
2: with Bly Manor. Bly Manor, there's a little bit of um, language... But it's it's really quite good.
0: Yeah. I At our house, there's a little bit of language. By the end of fall break, we're getting pretty <laughs> close to that point. So at the time of this recording, they they go back tomorrow. We can't wait. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, no, we love our kids. They're amazing mm-hmm. and awesome. Um, so what do we grade 17 again? We'll, we'll start with you, Val, and then we'll go – to Tracy to bring the curve down a little (laughs) bit. And then Jake would be the palate cleanser. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I think you guys will be surprised because I do talk this movie up a lot, but when I break it down, like from a critic's point of view, um, there, so the movie's just a little over an hour and a half. It's not very long. um, but I would say the amount of times that I just really laugh out loud is probably maybe 30 minutes of that hour and a half. So, um, I do think it's funny. I do think, um, that there are some really good one-liners, but it is kind of one of those. And I, and I tell people not to make these movies, but this is one that I like, which is weird. It's kind of an inside joke movie to me yeah. where you'll enjoy it more. If you feel like you grew up with the people that are in this movie and Adam Sandler makes a lot of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them I like, and some of them I don't. So because of that reason, I'm giving it a B minus. Um, I think that if it would have just, just, just looked at the script one more time before they would have made the movie, then it probably would have been a solid B for me. I do enjoy it. I do think everyone should see it at least once knowing that it's stupid. Um, Maybe have some drinks. If you're a drinker, Um, definitely watch it with friends, not by yourself. Um, But uh, you know, I think also because of the peacock line, I just will always have, there will be a, a place in my heart. For this movie. I use that line a lot. So yeah, be mindless for me.
2: Okay. Uh for me, I loved Leslie Mann. Thought she was great. Um, Zach Efron was okay. I'm not a big Matthew Perry fan. Um, the directing was rough for me. It felt like a little wink wink nod nod, but without doing it correctly. Um it I, I definitely agree with you, Val. This script I felt definitely needed a rework and a rewrite. Um, the, the geek stuff to me for that character, it was written as somebody who, this is what they thought the geek was. I have a mm-hmm. lot of the same feelings for like the Big Bang Theory and there were I mm-hmm. liked early seasons, but it just felt like they didn't understand geek and nerd culture and this is kind of what they thought that it was like. Um, it, it's cheesy. It's over the top. I couldn't get into it um, just because of Leslie Mann. I'm giving this one a D, which is really low for me.
0: Wow, yeah, thank goodness she was in the that movie. Is. What would he have given her if not for Leslie Mann? I
2: haven't I haven't been think, this unhappy with the film in a long time. I just I just it just didn't work for me on almost any level. Okay, so wow. the
1: original Freaky Friday in this movie, which one's worse?
2: <sighs> Don't make me choose. Pro- I
1: have
2: uh, to. <laughs> prob- I'd probably watch the original Freaky Friday over this one.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> at least then I could say, well, it's got Jodie Foster, and it's got so, the nostalgia factor.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see what you're say- See, uh, see what you're saying with the geek stuff, um, and I also feel very similarly about Big Bang Theory. I enjoyed it in the beginning until i realized I feel like they don't really get geek culture and they're maybe almost making fun of it more yeah. than anything. Uh, and I'm okay. I can laugh at myself. Trust me. I, I know how to do that. But mm-hmm. um, sometimes it goes too far. For me, I didn't feel like I had wasted my time when I saw this movie. But it, for me to grade this, I have to break it down almost on a five-star scale. And I would probably put it at three stars, which for me would probably be a C-plus okay. range. So it's not... It's not unenjoyable, but it's not one that I feel like I have to go revisit or that I would really want to, you know, 13 going on 30 may not be one that I'm going to watch all the time, but I would definitely revisit it in a year or two and, and probably enjoy it. This one, I don't think that I would feel that same need to do, but I didn't end up feeling at the end, like, Oh, I, I feel like I wasted the last hour and a half or hour and 40 minutes. So.
1: Awesome. Is anybody going to watch the movie on Netflix where somebody has to go into the body of um, Vince Vaughn? Like, I have not watched this yes, movie yet.
2: I'm actually interested in that one.
1: Okay, so if you guys are going to watch it, I'll watch it too. Um, because obviously I already pick awful movies. But any, like, I just think this is going to be awful, but in the best way.
2: Yes. Yeah. This feels like an awful movie, but it's meant to be an awful movie. Um, I'm hit or miss with Vince Vaughn, but from the previews, this looks pretty, pretty good. So I'm intrigued. Yeah. All right. All Text right. me
1: when you've watched it so that hey. I can tell you if I've seen it or not. Hey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's, our, that's the end of our series. We'll come back next week with something totally different. No more body swapping aging movies, but it'll be something different. Um, and we're looking forward to it. Um, thank you so much for listening and watching. If you get an opportunity, please like and subscribe this video on YouTube. Like the video and subscribe to our channel on YouTube um, so we can get those subscribers up and you can find new videos when we post them. Um, we appreciate you listening and watching and we won't see you at the movies.
2: Bye.